Welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. If you are like me, you know that self-love is important. But did you know that it's the number one thing missing when it comes to creating a life you love? Listen in, friend. I'm going to share all my secrets because you deserve to love yourself starting now. Hello, and welcome to episode number 56, Feeling Big Emotions. I am so pumped to be able to share this episode with you. It's something that I'm really passionate about, um, just the experience of big emotions and what it all means and how you can use them to create a life you love and how they can be the fuel for the life that you love. And I think that why I'm so passionate about this is, of course, because of my own story, because ultimately I have always experienced big emotions in my life and continue to experience big emotions. And it's something that I used to consider to be such a big problem. And it really did put me in a position where I felt like my dream life, the life that I wanted was outside of myself. And I spent so much time and so much energy trying to fix myself when there was actually nothing wrong with me. And If you are somebody that experiences big emotions, I just want you to know there is nothing wrong with you either. And I am just so passionate about this because I don't believe that there are too many people in the world right now sharing this message in this way. And what I want to do is I want to give you tools to be able to use whatever big emotions that you're feeling um, as fuel. I want you to be able to take these big emotions and not make them a problem. And when I'm talking about big emotions, I mean the the big ones, right? Like anxiety, anger, rage, shame, depression. I want to talk about those emotions that are in many cases debilitating for people. And that's what I really want to talk about today because I think that there is this belief out there that you will learn how to handle your emotions and then you'll never feel them ever again. (laughs) That's, I guess, maybe the hope. I know that even my brain offers me that that is something that I should be striving towards. And it's just not reality. And it's doing us so much harm trying to go out in the world, trying to eliminate these feelings or trying to temper them or to make them less painful. And what I mean by that is not by increasing the pain, not by like, you know, diving into these deep, dark emotions and living there. That's not what I mean. But what I do mean is that we vilify them and we make them a problem when they don't need to be a problem. They just don't. And I want you to bear with me. And if you're somebody that experiences this big emotions and that has this experience, this is going to be such a useful episode for you because I'm really going to share with you um, what's going to work. Okay, so the first thing that I want you to know when it comes to emotions is that emotions are information. They've really just give us information on what we are thinking and what we are believing. And when we have feelings, 
instead of being introspective and going inwards and figuring out where these feelings are coming from and what's going on, instead of doing that, we frequently look outward. And that's normal. Okay, that is what everybody does. You're not abnormal if you do that. There's nothing wrong with you if you do that. It's just that that's how our brains really work. So we become very focused on what we are achieving and we look at our results. So we look at how much money we have or we don't have and we look at how... um how much success we think we have, or we look at our relationship status, or we look at the quality of the relationship that we do have. We look at how we're doing as a parent. We look to our friends and whether or not we feel like we fit in. We're just very results-oriented in our thinking. And then we look at our results and we judge that. And we judge it based on what we see around us. We compare ourselves to our friends and to our family and to people that we follow. We um, compare ourselves to where we've been and we compare ourselves to where we want to go. And we do that comparison. And then depending on how we think we are doing, it creates emotions, right? And if the comparison, if the comparison doesn't measure up, then that creates a feeling for us, right? So sometimes it causes us to feel disappointed or frustrated or even ashamed. And these emotions, they don't feel great. But what I wanna offer you is that we don't actually feel them. So we don't actually give ourselves the opportunity to feel the emotion that is being generated in our body by what we're thinking and believing about our life and how we measure up. So I want to talk to you about the motivational triad, and I know I've talked to you about this before. And there's three things that we are motivated by, um, that our brains are motivated by as human beings. Um, The three things are to seek pleasure, to avoid pain, and to conserve energy. So when we have our thoughts and beliefs and it start, they start creating negative feelings like disappointment or frustration or shame or anger or anxiety or resentment, when that's happening in our brain, right? Like when our thoughts and our beliefs are creating those emotions, our unmanaged brain, like our brain that is like the one that comes out of the box is going to immediately do one of two things. It's going to either seek pleasure. So that's why you'll find yourself like pouring yourself a glass of wine, right? Or two or five. You also will find yourself potentially eating comfort foods or binge eating, mindlessly eating. And the reality is, is that reason why we're doing that is because that is pleasurable, right? It gives us a little endorphin hit and our brain really, really wants that. And so it's going to start as soon as we start feeling the discomfort of feeling a really um, heavy negative emotion, it's going to be looking for that. And then the other thing that it's going to be doing is it's going to be avoiding pain. So when we're avoiding pain, what it's going to be wanting to do is like scroll your phone, right? Or binge a show. And the reason why it's doing that is because if we do that, then we don't have to think If we shut down the thinking, we can shut down that negative emotion, we can shut down that unpleasant feeling, and we don't have to worry about that anymore. 
That's how our brain works. And too often we layer a lot of judgment on that and tell ourselves like, I'm not good enough because I do this. And, you know, I shouldn't be doing this and other people aren't doing this. And and just really going into this spiral. But the reality is, is that's just what our brain does subconsciously. The problem with it, of course, is that it creates a vicious cycle because once you are drinking the glass of wine or eating the food, then maybe you're hungover or you are, you know, gaining weight or you just don't feel optimal. And then if you're scrolling your phone or binging a show, you have maybe not done the things that you really wanted to be doing. And it just creates a lot more judgment. And what that does is it compounds the emotion. And so I like to say like that's compound pain right? We compound our pain and we make it so much worse. Now, what's really important to know and things that I've talked about on this podcast before is that emotions are all 50-50, which means that we should feel positive emotion 50% of the time and we should feel negative emotions 50% of the time. And that if that's happening, that's normal. Now, I want to speak a little bit more about this only from the standpoint of that doesn't mean that there's balance every day. Okay, that means that if you were to, you know, take the course of a year, there would be balance. But that doesn't mean that you aren't going to have days where you're experiencing negative emotion all day. You are. That's normal. Okay, so what we do, though, is we think we should spend our time and energy avoiding the negative emotion. We think that that's what we need to do. Like in order to solve for feeling bad, for feeling pain, that what we need to do is we need to be hyper-focused on avoiding the negative emotion. And that the way that we can do that is by like zeroing in on our results. Because we think that feeling good comes from our results, but it doesn't, right? It comes from what we're thinking. It comes from what we're believing. But the truth is, you're never actually even feeling the negative emotion, That's true because you're really just escaping it. You're just constantly running away from it. So then what we end up doing is we end up chasing after happiness all the time, right? We're chasing after peace and calm and joy. And that's just exhausting. And the reality is we're looking at it wrong. So where we want to go is we want to start embracing that negative emotions are not a problem. And in order to do that, we need to learn how to feel them. Now, a lot of times people will come to me and say, I, you know, want to feel my feelings. I'm trying to feel my feelings, but it's awful. Like, it's just, I get stuck in them and all I do is feel my feelings and I can never get out of it and then I can't get out of bed and then I'm trapped in depression for the rest of the day. But here's the thing, they aren't feeling when they do that. They're thinking. You can't think your feelings, okay? You have to feel them. And there's a difference. So thinking your feelings is like going into thoughts and judgments, right, about what's going on. So maybe if you're thinking about your friends, you think about a friend that, you know, never calls. And that thought, my friend never calls me, makes you feel sad. Then rather than going inwards and allowing for that to be true and feeling the sensation and, you know, giving yourself compassion in that moment, instead of doing that, what you do is you have more thoughts to confirm the judgment that this is a problem. That's thinking your feelings. Now, 
this is a multifaceted problem. Our reality is really just our perception of what's happening. And it's neither true nor untrue. It really is just our experience of our life according to what we believe. But people go into thought work and mindfulness work and they just want to change their beliefs entirely. And that's why I've talked about not being a huge proponent or fan of positive thinking or having constant positive mantras. Because changing your beliefs, that's your long game. Can you do it? Of course you can. But even if you change your beliefs, you are still going to feel negative emotion no matter what you do, no matter what. So what we don't want to do is be feeling a big emotion and then try to go over and solve it in our head. Not in the moment we don't because it won't work. Because if you're feeling a really significant big emotion, your body is going to be entering fight or flight mode, right? Like if you're feeling anxious or depressed or rage, you're going to enter fight or flight, And if you're in fight or flight, if you're in that state, logic doesn't live there. So we're not going to be going to a logical place. Your brain is literally going to be processing this and going to seek pleasure or to avoid pain because what it wants to do is get out of there immediately, (laughs) right? So it's going to try and solve it in your head. It's going to try and think your feelings. And if you try to think your feelings, what ends up happening is you create more pain. It just causes that compound pain. So what we really want to be able to do is we really want to be able to go into our body. So how do you do that? How do you feel your feelings, right? Like what is the actual process of that? So when you're feeling a big feeling, the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to identify what you are actually feeling. What is the emotion? Too often, we don't actually have a vocabulary for our feelings. We need to get one. You need to at least be able to identify what is the feeling that I'm feeling. Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it rage? Is it frustration? What is it? Once you identify it, then you want to allow, 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 and keep allowing. Allowing is going in your body. Allowing is noticing the sensation that this feeling creates in your body. Now, when you're feeling it distinctly, when it is urgent, when you feel that fight or flight hit your body, when you feel that really intense emotion, you can tap into this by asking yourself, how can I be kind to myself while I'm feeling this? What does my body need right now? What would feed my soul in this moment? What we want to do is we want to slow down our nervous system when it's in fight or flight. We want to create safety. We want to create safety because if we're safe, it will bring everything to a slower pace. What we don't need to do is be feeling a big emotion and then trying to solve it in our head and speeding everything up by trying to tap into what we need to do or what we need to change to change the emotion, 
including positive thinking. Okay. So if you are feeling a big emotion, my tip for you is you want to create safety. When your brain buffers, when it is going to drinking or eating or scrolling your phone or watching TV, it is actually trying to do that for you. It's trying to create safety for you. It's just not doing a great job. It's not effective. So instead, you want to intentionally create it. Now, allowing can look a lot of different ways. You can do meditation. Meditation can be a great preemptive thing to do to get in touch with your mind and your body. But when you are feeling a big, strong emotion, personally, I want to make this as easy as possible for my brain. So when it is feeling really triggered and really raw, I want to go inwards. I want to notice the sensations in my body. I want to be creating as much compassion for myself as I can. So asking myself questions like, what do I need right now? What would be the most nourishing thing I could do for myself right now? Tapping into that. This will settle you down. Then once you've done that, we can start looking at beliefs and changing our thinking and doing intentional thought creation. But feeling your feelings is the key. If you are feeling a big emotion, allowing and feeling your feelings is going to be the integral step that you need to take every time. And you will need to do this over and over and over again. But it's like any skill. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Every time you do it, you get a little bit better. So that is what I have for you today. I want you to give it a try. And if you want help with this, if you are ready to really do this, if you want to make your big emotions a superpower rather than a problem, then it is legitimately time for you to go head on over to the show notes and book a consult with me. Let's get on the phone and let's talk about how we can make this happen for you, how you can actually change your life without having to make your emotions a problem because they don't have to be. I promise you. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, you are going to want to join my free Facebook community where I offer daily training and support. You can find it at joinamanda.ca. And if you are really ready to start changing your life, why don't you book a free consult? I promise you, you can start feeling better today. Head on over to the show notes to set that up.